Aloha, everyone. Ronnie Landis here. I wanted to come to you very quickly to share with you probably the most important message I think that everybody needs to start to look at. In my world, I am overloaded at times with all kinds of health conditions, all kinds of disease manifestations that we call symptoms. And then we categorize these symptoms as different physiological, metabolic, hormonal, neurological, genetic expressions of a malfunction in the human body. We call that a disease or the symptom of a disease. And over the years, I've been able to line up and really to integrate some seemingly diametrically opposed ideas in the spiritual work that I've done in my life and the information that I study and the personal development work and the mind mastery, the attitude calibration work that I've spent my life doing. And then also in the health world and the nutritional world and all the things that as a career and as a focus, functionally, I'm focused on nutrition. I'm focused on lifestyle alterations, detoxification, everything that happens around the health and nutrition conversation. And I've just kind of seen this umbrella of a certain theme that, that really circles back around all the way to the center. What is that center? The very thing that stops us from becoming a divine expression of God. And yes, I will use that word God very liberally because it's real. Life is alive. It's a living thing. It's a living experience. It's a living teaching. And I choose to call that thing God, the God presence, the God force, whatever. It actually doesn't really matter what you call it. It's the acknowledgement that there's something inside of you. There's something that's permeating and rippling into the unified fabric of our universe and of our immediate environment. And so what I find is that with most people, and I reflect most people back to myself and what's going on with myself, it's it's a fear, essentially. Now, when I say fear, I don't want to just leave it at that, like, oh, it's, it's just fear. It's a pathology of fear. It's an infectious disease. It's an infectious virus that is harboring in the motherboard of humanity. And it's a mind virus, right? The ancient indigenous aboriginals would call it the Whitico virus, right? It inhabits our mental space. And that rippling effect of a core fear crystallizes in the physical tissue of the body and creates a hardening, a calcification, uh, atherosclerotic plaque formation that cements itself in the physical tissue of the body and the tubing system we call the circulatory cardiovascular lymph system, there's a hardening effect. It's a densification or a gravitation. However you want to take a look at it, this fear is a crippling, constrictive vibration, if you will. And that causes a crippling of our physical body, but it causes also something called psychosclerosis. Psychosclerosis is being hard-headed. 
It's being close-minded. It's having a physical, and this does happen on the physical brain tissue that we find out, but on a thought form perspective, it cripples your ability to think expansively, to think about the limitless possibilities for your life. It tells you stories. There's a narrative going on with fear. There's a narrative. There's a dialogue. There's a self-inflicted drama. And we just call that a story at the end of the day. It's a story you have about yourself. It's a story you have about the people in your life. It's a story you have about what's possible for your life, what you were born to do, what you're here to do on this planet. If you believe in a connection with God or not, I find, just on that note, I find it very interesting as I work with a lot of people with very serious um, disease conditions and varying on all different gradients of that scale, I find interesting patterns emerge. And when I get down to the core of the thing going on, it usually has some kind of, um, some kind of disbelief in a higher power. A lot of people don't actually believe that there is a higher power. Right. And what do I, what do I mean by that? How do I, how do I want to relate that? Because I don't really want to go off on a tangent about the nature of God or anything. I think I'm just called to drive that point. But really practically what that means is that we don't believe in ourself. You know, sometimes we need somebody else to believe in us first before we assume the position of self-belief, before we become the master architect of our life. This is a deep one, too, because if you go to the rooting system of every story that you have in your mind about why you can't do something, about why you're not good enough, about why your relationship isn't working or why you can't be in a relationship, why you, as a divine expression of that God force, as a noble being, why you can't do it, why you can't succeed, why you can't live your dreams, why you can't have your career and um, and your marriage and your family too, why you have to choose something you love for something else, why we have to believe in the conspiracy of mediocrity over the reality of love in our lives. So that's kind of a long-winded explanation of this idea that somehow I'm hoping will provide value for you. I'm hoping it will drive you to think differently about this. But what does it come down to? It comes down to activating your courage muscle, activating courage in your life, activating and exercising your tenacity for life, your belief in life. Again, life is alive. Circumstances are changing. Nothing stays the same. So whatever reason you have about why you can't do something because you don't have enough, you're not enough, you don't have the right people in your life, you don't have enough money, whatever the situation is, the circumstance, if you go within yourself and you start to get to these core rooted fears and you bring them to the surface so you can have a good look at them, What begins to happen in your life is that circumstances start to shape. 
They start to reform themselves and they start to be put into a, a way that actually creates an open door in your life. This is not just an idea that I have. I have literally spent my entire conscious life meditating on the pathology of fear and challenging it. Whenever I have a fearful thought, whenever I have a thought of scarcity, I have a thought of I can't do it or this person is mistreating me, they're offending me, what's wrong with them? Whatever the thought is, I challenge it. Because I know now where those thoughts come from. It's a feeling that I get in my body that contracts me. It makes me more defensive. It makes me more agitated. It makes me less happy, essentially. It's a fearful sensation that I feel in my body. And so when that comes up for me, I have really gained the ability through practice of being able to cut that thing off. I don't play with it anymore. I don't negotiate with fear in my life like, oh, well, okay, you know, I don't want to rock the boat. Mm, I don't want to get criticism. What are people going to think if I really tell them what I think? You know, all these little thoughts. So we cover up. We we, we use uh, intellectual cosmetics. We use rationality to protect ourselves, to insulate ourselves from whatever the thing we're afraid of experiencing is. And my advice to all of you that want to be entrepreneurs, that want to um, develop some kind of artwork for yourself, some kind of way of changing your lifestyle to experience more health, vitality, exuberance, and enthusiasm for life, the gift that is life, then start to dissolve your fear. Don't negotiate with it. You know, this is a process. This takes time. It's not an overnight thing, right? But through the courage of making the right choice in a difficult circumstance, telling somebody that you love them, even if you're upset at them, even if they, they, they frustrated you, whatever it is, tell them you love them. Think it. Meditate in that. And then verbally tell that person, Whatever the thing that you're afraid of experiencing, challenge it by stepping into it. Step into the lion's den of your own soul. And then you, the truth will be revealed. And you'll realize that it was just a story. It was just a narrative and a drama that we created as some sense of boredom because we weren't allowing ourselves to fully step into our Life, to fully step into what we want to do, our passion, our career, our family, our uh, whatever, you know, you fill, you fill in the, the blanks, but whatever it is that we are not allowing ourselves to fully show up for, challenge it by doing it. If you think you can't do something, challenge that thought. Say, oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Thanks for bringing that up. And I'm going to test that in real time. Make your life your laboratory and judge circumstances based on the results, the feedback life gets you, gives you from having the courage to act on it. And then from there, you will watch fear, false evidence appearing real, dissolve. And you will start to act from a place of abundance, a place of 
prosperity, a place of love, joy, and never having an absence of anything that you ever need. That's what I'm talking about. That's what this is all about. This game of life thing that we're all pursuing so hard with so much gusto and still ending up short, not not being fulfilled. Anthony Robbins has a really amazing saying. To get everything that you've ever wanted, to reach the highest levels of success, and to not be fulfilled is the ultimate failure. Get the fulfillment first. Dissolve the erroneous fears that are controlling your life and watch love emerge through it all. Aloha.